How many of you out there have ever started a new year and hit the ground running with your new year's resolutions and then come up short because you weren't able to accomplish what you wanted and you just kind of got discouraged and felt like, why am I even bothering? I I, I just, I don't know what to do. I, I feel like giving up. And if you've ever felt that way, please know you're not alone. Welcome to Stories of Hope in Hard Times, the show that explores how people endure and even thrive in difficult times, all with God's help. I'm your host, Tamara K. Anderson. Join me on a journey to find inspiring stories of hope and wisdom learned in life's hardest moments. How many of you out there have ever started a new year and hit the ground running with your new year's resolutions and then come up short? I have brought on two of my friends today to talk about how we solve this crazy problem that I don't know about you, but that I seem to face every year. I'm getting better at figuring everything out, but I thought I'd bring on Jeff Corrigan and Sheldon Mills. And these two friends of mine are the gurus behind the Idea Gym podcast. And so they have spent years figuring out how you form habits that stick and how you really become who you want to become. And so we're going to talk a little bit today about this crazy conundrum. Thanks for coming on the show, Jeff and Sheldon. Thanks for having us. Yeah, we're glad to be here. This is awesome. So I thought we'd start off today a little bit talking about this idea of sometimes we have a hard time breaking out of the person we used to be mm-hmm. and becoming better, becoming our new selves. Because sometimes we have these limiting beliefs that keep us stuck. And 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 we we Definitely. want to become this new, better version of ourselves, but we seem paralyzed. Sometimes we're scared. I mean, deep down, mm-hmm. maybe we don't realize why we're having a hard time breaking out, but but we're having these struggles to move forward powerfully and become a new, better version of ourselves. So Sheldon, I know you were talking that you had a story about a white tiger. Yeah, this is a true story. You could go Google if you want. It's about a white tiger named Mohini. Uh, Just a little background. It was in the 1960s. It was a, a gift to the children of America, to President Eisenhower. And for years, this, this great white tiger and just a little bit like a white tiger is a genetic anomaly. So in nature, they're even bigger, stronger, would stick out, you know, the, the, the king and queen in the forest, right? Mm-hmm. And anyway, this, this white tiger lived in the Washington Zoo for many years, was the star attraction, and in this 12 by 12 foot cage and would pace around, you know, just ferocious tiger, right? And there's been people wanting lobbying for a long time to make a big enclosure, you know, more natural. And after fundraising and some money, they construction to build this nice, beautiful habitat where Mohini could go and run free and, and large, several acres worth, right? And just excited for this new life for Mohini. 
and for the people. And almost immediately when she was released into her new habitat, she went right to the very back corner, the back, you know, where the you know, two sides, two walls meet, paced off a 12 by 12 foot square and almost never left it for the rest of her life. Wow. She no longer was stuck in this, this physical cage, but mentally she never could leave that ever. Hmm. And I think all of us in some area of our life, like that is, that's us, like these limiting beliefs. It's like these, these, these things that have, I think more often than not happened to us, right? Childhood trauma, stuff like that, that just mm-hmm. like makes us mentally feel like we're in this, this cage, but it's, it's not true. Right. And so this course that Jeff and I have been working on for a long time now about, about building habits it's called habit masters, how the art of, of building habits, right? It's trying to help people kind of see where they want to go and then build the steps to, to make those changes more often than not. It's always these mental habits we have to break, right? To achieve and become who they want to be. Yeah. So, you know, what's so crazy is when I started podcasting or what, well, I wanted to start podcasting and I done all the back work learned everything I needed to do, bought my microphone, done everything. And then when I went to get closer to pushing the launch button, I found that I was like hitting up against a brick wall and I didn't know why. I was like, I am scared to death to put myself out there. And I didn't know why. And I had to do like all this journaling about it and praying about it because I was like, why am I so stuck? Like, this is a good thing that I'm trying to do. It's a good thing I'm trying to come, but I, I can't seem to get through this wall, kind of like Mohini, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I found that it kind of stemmed back to when I was a young girl and I was bullied. And this is what I figured out by journaling about it. And that I was scared to put myself out there because I was afraid I'd be bullied again. And this is like sixth grade Tamara. Do you know what Uh, I mean? So (laughs) here's sixth grade Tamara is limiting the progress of 40 something year old Tamara. (laughs) (laughs) And it's crazy how those childhood things can really stop our progress. And so we set these goals and we're like, why can't I reach it? And, and yeah. sometimes it goes back to those limiting beliefs and, and we have to kind of dive deep to figure out, okay, what's stopping me mm-hmm. and, and what do I need to do to push past this? So yeah. Jeff, you were at a point in your life, and this kind of is the backstory behind your Habit Masters course, where yeah, you were super busy in your life. There were some health challenges going on in your family and life was just crazy and chaotic. And you started figuring out how to keep moving forward with some of the basics while you're going through hard times. And I think all of us, especially with this added stress of COVID going on for the last couple of years, we're dealing with more stress in our lives than we usually are. And we're like, oh my gosh, setting goals. One more thing on top of everything else that I'm dealing with, like, no, thank you. You know, I mean, I do want to be better, but sometimes it's one more thing. So tell (laughs) us, 
kind of the background here on on your story mm-hmm. and what what kind of laid the groundwork for what you guys have done here? Well, it goes back just a little further than that, but I think that was that was a pivotal moment. So Sheldon and I met probably what eleven years ago, and <laughs> we were we were immediately kindred spirits. Like we just talked about all kinds of success ideas and what we wanted to do and who we wanted to become. And neither of us had really taken any action steps to get there at that point. I mean, <laughs> all we had done is like talk and read. You know, we we'd read some stuff <laughs> and talk about it, and and we knew that eventually we needed to become like. We needed to be the doers, just like you were saying, like we had to put ourselves out there and take the next Mm -hmm. step and be, and while we we got started in that path, um, I actually had an opportunity to uh, become a part owner in a business. At the time I was working nine to five and nine to five, I'd been working at a company for, you know, seven, eight years at the time, actually almost, almost 10 years at the time. And, you know, I had built up and done tons of stuff there. It was actually uh, one of, it was, it was a great place to be. I learned a ton, had tons of opportunities, but I knew that I, my dream had always been to become an entrepreneur and a business owner. And that was my goal. (laughs) So, so, but I hadn't really taken a lot of steps to get there other than just a few little attempts here and there. And about that time when I was making the transition, my wife was having our second baby and she um, after she had the baby, she just had all kinds of health issues and we couldn't figure out what was going on. Right. And, and to the outside, to the ex- externally, she looked fine. Um, anybody who saw her, you would never know. There wasn't any like obvious signs that she was struggling, but, you know, sleepless nights and like the, uh, angst, waking up ang- like anxiety sweats and just stuff she had never experienced before. And we couldn't figure out what it was. So we went to the doctor and they didn't really know. And they said, oh, you're fine. Like all your, you know, they did their tests and said, oh yeah, everything looks fine. Everybody kept telling her she was fine, but she knew she wasn't. And mm-hmm. at, meanwhile, I was, I was transitioning to this new role in another business and while still working my nine to five. So I'd work <laughs> my nine to five and then three days a week, I'd work at night at uh, the new oh, business wow. that I was joining. It's actually a jewelry store that I run with my brother now, but it had been around for a long time. So I was kind of jumping on learning the game and figuring out how to do that. And all the while I'm still working my nine to five because that's what my main source of income was. And it was all during this transition of we have a newborn baby, my wife's struggling with this illness that we can't figure out what's going on. And we were praying a lot, you know, I mean, it comes down to that. It's like your habits really have to start to become like, okay, what are the things that I do almost automatically in my life that can keep me carrying me forward? I think like your, 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 your podcast is called stories of hope and hard times. And I think hope can start with these daily action steps that you build autom- you build in to be automatic where, you know, reading my scriptures was something that I've done daily for a, for a long time. And I started to recognize the power of habits in keeping your momentum moving forward when life kind of builds this wall around you, be it Mohini, be it, you know, uh, be it bullying, all these things where we have these self-limiting beliefs and external forces that seem to be pushing down on us. And I think habits can really help us to break free from those and, and get into a routine that is moving us forward, even though life seems to be trying to push us back. So at the time we, you know, I, I was, I, I had a daily journal writing habit that I was doing. Uh, we, I did, um, my scripture reading every day. Like I, I'd done scripture reading every day for a very long time. And it always just seemed normal and mundane until, until you really come into something difficult. Then you start seeing, oh, wow, God's telling me things 
while I'm also, you know, I, I'm a, I'm an avid personal development reader and listener. So listening to those books and reading the scriptures, you start to see these patterns of, Hey, they're saying the same thing. <laughs> There's the principle that's being taught in the scriptures is actually the same principle that's being taught here. And how can I apply it in my real life? And you start to see these things helping you out um, from both ends of the spectrum, whether it's, you know, the angels on earth or <laughs> your heavenly father talking through prophets of old or prophets, current prophets and giving you direction. And I'm going off too long on this, but, but <laughs> essentially my wife and I through lots of prayer and seeking and we just made it a habit to consistently be pushing forward until we got answers. And we finally got somebody to tell us, Oh, Hey, like I'll do your blood work. And, you know, as a naturopath, not, not a medical doctor and not, not to say one's better than the other. They both have their different mm -hmm. facets, but I, we came to really embrace the fact that every medical professional or healthcare professional has their different area of expertise. And you can't just rely on one to tell you everything. And so we started to see like, oh, this person gave us this little nugget and this person gave us this little nugget and started to put those pieces together to create a whole story. And luckily we were able to find out that she was actually, she was diagnosed with Hashimoto's, which is an autoimmune disorder that a lot of you probably suffer from. It's very common among women these days and even some men. Um, but it's, it can do all sorts of things. It can, it can, you can have weight gain, you can have weight loss, you can have anxiety, you can, it can, it can manifest itself in all kinds of different ways. And so we finally knew and had an answer to why she was struggling, right? And up to that point had yeah. been like this big giant question mark of what's going on. And I'm trying to work two jobs. And, and then, you know, she wasn't feeling very motivated in a lot of areas because of all the struggles. And so, you know, I'd come home and, and, you know, I try to make dinner and do lots of things that in the meantime, while I was transitioning to this other job. And, um, I wouldn't say I was a single parent cause that's not true, but <laughs> at times yeah. it, there were days it felt that way, right. Where you're like, Oh, I'm trying to do it all. And, uh, and having that relief of knowing what was going on and then having some answers of to, okay, here's some things we can try. And those things worked a little bit and then they worked a little bit more. And we finally found someone who knew a lot about it and was able to help us a ton and, and, and get her to a place where it's not something you can cure, but it is something you can manage. And it really comes down to what you're eating, the supplements you're taking. And so we shifted our whole diets. And the interesting thing about that, this is maybe unrelated to our topic today, but I think what's happened for us is a complete lifestyle change, right? Like mm -hmm. we're both much healthier individuals. We eat much healthier foods. Our whole diet changed. and I just joined her in it because I wanted to support her. And I felt like, Hey, I should do these things anyway. These are healthy options, better yeah. options in my life. So I started to create better eating habits, right? I, we don't drink any sugary drinks. We just basically drink water. Like, and, and this isn't like self-promotion. I'm just saying, you know, these changes happened little by little. And that's what habits really are. I think sometimes we think, Oh, if I'm, if I'm going to be a writer, then I need to, I need to write a whole book right now. It's like, well, that's not, that's not how it starts. You know, if I'm going to be a healthy person, then I have to cut out everything bad right now. And I don't think that's how it works. I think you start building habits little by little that transition you into becoming a new you and creating that identity shift that gives you a future. And it's, it's really what created hope in the hard times was having something to fall back on, a habit or a routine that's moving you in a positive direction. Hmm. Well, and, and I love that you brought in the God component because sometimes we, 
go to God and we say, okay, my wife has a health challenge. Can you help you help us either heal her or figure this out? And we expect these instant answers from God. And God most often doesn't work that way. I mean, I've had things where I get an instant answer. And so I'm not saying it never happens, but yeah. but he almost usually works just that line upon line, precept upon precept is what it says in the scriptures, right? And, and so he he just takes us one little step at a time. I loved how you said how you got a nugget here from this healthcare provider and a nugget there mm-hmm. and everything finally added up to the correct diagnosis. And then you were able to find out what you needed to do. And you probably just baby stepped your way into that different diet and okay, this supplement will help. And that adds another step yeah. to the path. And so if we're talking about habits here, it it mm-hmm. is, it is baby stepping your way to something. Yep. And so I'm sure that there's people out there that probably set the goal to, okay, I'm going to lose 30 pounds this year, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and they're like, okay, I'm off to the races. I'm going to start working out. I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. And they're probably here going, <laughs> I'm still the same weight. Yeah. And it really sucks. And I just want to give up. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And so what would you say to somebody like that who's feeling like, I'm trying so hard right now, but I'm not seeing the progress that I want? What would you say to them? Just going back to my wife's health issue, right? When we, even when we had the correct diagnosis and we found somebody to help her, the process took a while. Like it took us two years to get her to a point where she was like, okay, I'm, it is manageable, right? It was, like you said, it was a long process. It was definitely two years from when she really started feeling it to the point where she was like, okay, I have more good days than I have bad days now. I think to someone who's, who's looking to have that transition in their life, it, it, it's, it's resetting your expectations. I think you talk about this a lot, you know, being a mother of, of two children who are diagnosed with autism, where you had to reset your expectations of what your life was. What's normal for me? right? We had to find a new normal from, for my wife and for me, right? It's like, okay, as a husband to someone who's struggling with that, like, I don't pretend like it's harder, harder for me. It's definitely harder for her, but it's still some challenges being her, her, her partner in all things. Right. And, and seeing her go through that is really difficult because I love her. And <laughs> so uh, with someone who, who's that situation, I think it's finding out not necessarily what the result you want is, but going in and figuring out okay, who, what's the identity shift I'm trying to make, right? Um, it, it's maybe losing 30 pounds is the goal because you've heard a lot of people say it and you think, oh, well, losing 30 pounds, I'll be a, a more fit looking person. Well, I think it's better to look at that and say, okay, so really what you're looking for is a healthier lifestyle uh, to be a more fit person, a more healthy person. Mm-hmm. And it's not so much about, oh, I'm trying to lose pounds because you can be a healthy person and maybe weigh the same weight right? It's, 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 it's about identifying what actions I can take to live a healthier lifestyle and become that healthier person that maybe will result in a lower weight. Uh, but maybe changing that expectation from, oh, I have to be this lower weight to be healthy instead to say, well, I'm just going to be a healthier person and do these things <laughs> that a healthier person would do. Mm. Um, anyway, what do you got, Sheldon? <laughs> 
<laughs> well, I feel like, honestly, it sounds like a, a fairly simple question, but I think it's not because you're basically asking, like, how do I change? Like, how do I become different or more? Or, mm-hmm. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. On the surface, it's like, oh, I tried and I failed. But the, at the end of the day, that's like the epitome of life. It's how do we, how do we, how do we change? How do we grow? How do we become different? Right. And I think that there are so many factors a part of that. I mean, Jeff was going into a little bit of some of the, you know, we talk more about this, like finding your, your real why, right? Your real motivation to more practical stuff, um, you know, from having accountability people to, to help push you along, like a tribe that, that gives you encouragement. And, and you know, to uh, we talk about, I think we talked about this with you, Tamara, maybe when you had you in our podcast, you know, to what happens when, you know, you're, you're in the garden and there's this, this weed that you just can't, can't get rid of. It's like, well, you know, practice gets you stronger at the same time, might as well find a professional gardener who specializes in like this thing. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right. I think that, you know, there, there's a thousand and one answers to your, your, your question here, but ultimately it comes down to like, if you want to change your life, you have to change something you do daily, right? And the fastest way to change it is to change something you do daily. I think the secret to a foundation of, of, of success is to change a daily routine, which is kind of like our take, at least on this course is like, okay, this is the change you want, either an identity, mind shift, the goal, right? And so it's ways to make that sticky. Like one of the things I just said is like an accountability partner, right? Someone who can be an encouragement, keep you accountable and, and give you that motivation when you don't feel it. You know what I mean? We all have these, mm-hmm. we set these goals when we feel highly motivated, but life yeah. is ups and downs and you're <laughs> yeah. going to get to a point where you don't feel that anymore. Right. So, so how do you keep on going to the point? And, and everybody listening has lots of habits that make them successful now, even if they don't think so. Right. Like mm-hmm. it would be hard for me to go to sleep without brushing my teeth at night at this point. Right. Mm-hmm. That's a habit. Right. Same with saying my prayers at night. I don't, I've just done it for so many years. You could stretch it. If you stretch it to the limits, like a, like a bad habit is like an addiction, you know, like this, mm-hmm. this habit that's become such a habit that you almost don't have power over it anymore, but we all have lots mm-hmm. of good habits that, that get us up in the mornings that connect us with God, that connect us with our family. Right. Mm-hmm. So we're trying to help people figure that out, but more consciously decide and understand the why behind it and to, to apply how to make those things sticky. Right. I like the word sticky because <laughs> often we think of the word sticky as stuck, but if, if we want to get stuck in something, we want to get stuck in good habits. Yeah. And, and so maybe it's just taking that I'm stuck in this old habit to saying, okay, well then I know I can get stuck in habits because <laughs> I'm stuck <laughs> yeah. in some bad ones right now. Right, exactly. And just shifting that to, okay, now I'd like to get stuck in a new habit. <laughs> yeah. In a habit we want, right? Yeah. We know it's in a habit we, we want. want yeah. Yeah. It's, it really is, is making that conscious decision. And the cool thing about the course is that by the end, you have a checklist to help you make that new action a sticky habit. <clears throat> well, first we align with, okay, what's the person you want to be? Then we decide one action you can take. And we want it to be challenging, but easy enough that you can do it, right? So it's like, mm-hmm. hey, it stretches me, but not to, so much that I won't do it. And, and then giving you 
six tools to apply to that one action that will turn it into a habit for you mm. uh, or help you make it into a habit. I think ultimately you want people, we, we want to help people learn. It's called habit masters is what we're naming it, right? Because it's almost, it's less about the one specific habit and more about learning how to become good at creating habits, right? Like what it mm. takes to become and do what you want to do. I was another quick story. I, you know, I have a friend who uh, went to the gym, was only there a few minutes, went back out and the person at the desk was like, oh, I was quick, you know, and his pride was a little bit hurt. <laughs> and he basically said, you know, today was more about the habit of going to the gym and doing my routine than it was about the result of of the workout. Does that make sense? It's like, mm-hmm. uh, hey, I'm here, basically. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I got out the door and to the it, gym. <laughs> it was the habit of go. It was more important than the actual workout. Does that make sense? Because he he knew how to build and make those habits stick. Even if today was one of those days, it's like the best I could do was show up and, and do like two reps and, and call it a day, right? <laughs> but you went. Let me ask this question. So you said that you have um, some fundamental, six fundamental things that, that you teach in your course. What is one of the ones that you can uh, maybe dive into a little bit today to give our our Flavor. listeners, yeah. yeah, just just a taste of some of. I mean, I know you've read hundreds and hundreds of books between the two of you, figuring this out, and and so that you were able to create this course to make it simple and easy to digest and all that. So, give us the nuts and bolts of one of the fundamentals to building these habits. We're going to take a quick break, but when we get back, we'll have more lessons, tips, and things you can apply to your life. Stay tuned. How many of you out there feel like your life is chaotic, crazy, and completely awful compared to the norm? What if I were to tell you, you are normal for you? I'm so excited to tell you about my book, Normal For Me, learning to love and accept life's detours with God's help. This book took me 10 years to write, and I share 20 years worth of lessons learned in my life detours, including being in a car accident and having two of my children diagnosed on the autism spectrum. In this book, I share the secrets of how I made it from despair to peace with God's help. I talk about being a zombie mom, living in survival mode, learning true faith, and how I debunked the myth that God doesn't give you more than you can handle. Normal For Me also includes a bonus diagnosis survival guide at the very end of the book, in which I share 12 tips to survive and thrive in tough times. So, what are you waiting for? Grab your copy of Normal For Me today on Amazon or on my website, TamaraKAnderson.com. And all that. So give us the nuts and bolts of one of the fundamentals to building these habits. So this one, so they call it upper and lower limits. We got this, and this is, we won't pretend like this is our idea, right? This is something that we got from Greg McEwen and you can read about it in his book, Effortless, right? Yep. Um, but we've used it ever since we learned about it. And, and in all honesty, you've most likely used this as well. Yes. Um, the cool thing about these fundamentals is that they're not new, right? These are not, we're not coming up with these on the spot. These are things that have been 
taught and trained and practiced for centuries, maybe even thousands of years. Um, and it's just things that we, we've taken, like Tamara said, over the last decade of reading and studying about taking action and, and progress in life and, and learning new habits, you know, from the books, triggers and atomic habits and uh, the power of habit and pretty much any habit book you can think of. I've read at this point, um, <clears throat> but too many, <laughs> yeah, too many, there's hundreds of ideas. And so really the point of this course isn't, isn't to give you more ideas. It's to establish a few ideas that anyone can modify and use in their own life to make their habits sticky, right? So I, I just want to reiterate, reiterate that one more time, but upper and lower limits is one of my favorite new, it's new to me, essentially favorite ones because it helps you stay in and get back into a routine if ever you get out of it or if ever you're trying to build it, right? So one of the things we, we tend to do is we, we think, oh, like I, I started out a competition with my brother-in-law and my sister uh, a couple of years ago doing, you know, we want to do a hundred pull-ups every day for a month. And <laughs> right, so it's a lot of pull-ups. Okay, um, keep going. Sorry, that's a lot. <laughs> right, 100%. I don't do them all at once, right? And do them in sets. But, um, and as I got started, I wasn't able to do a hundred yet, right? So I had to build up to that. And there were days, right, where after you've done, 50 to 60 to 70 pull-ups in a day the next day you're really sore <laughs> right so so you may not be able to do a full 60 70 so you it's really important to set yourself a lower limit so many times i think we think oh I, i'm gonna write and maybe i'm gonna go to the gym four times a week when you start off your goal and then when you don't meet that you're suddenly like, well, I didn't meet my goal, so I'm not going to go at all anymore. We, yeah, we tend to be all or nothing, yeah. right, with our goals. And that's really one of the biggest flaws we ever do in goals is that we set this all or nothing goal. Like, oh, I'm going to do this for 30 days. And if you miss a day, you just stop entirely. So mm -hmm. the beautiful part about the upper and lower limits is if you ever aren't feeling fully motivated or if you do miss a day, the next day, get back into your routine using your lower limit. Just say, okay. Look, normally I like to write a page in my journal, but what on those days that get really busy and convoluted and suddenly it's midnight and I don't, I'm like, oh man, I was supposed to be in bed two hours ago or an hour and a half ago. And, mm -hmm. and, and you just, I mean, we all know those days we get, no matter yeah. who you are, no matter how good your routine, right? There's no perfect scenario and there's always things that come up. So having a lower limit is awesome. So your lower limit could be like, I write at least a sentence. Anybody can write a sentence right before they go to bed or right when they wake up in the morning, even if you miss the time frame to write a whole page or um, so it's giving yourself, okay, my, my max. And, and then the beautiful part about the upper limit is that, is that you don't overdo it. We tend to, the other, the other flaw that happens with our goals is that we tend to overdo things. We, we say, oh, I'm going to write a page, but then we get into the flow and we're like, well, I'm just going to write 20 pages. And then we don't write for another <laughs> week, <laughs> right? We wore out all our writing. So giving ourselves a max of what we're going to do is also vital, right? So giving that lower limit is really what can get you back into the routine or keep you in the routine on the days you, you're struggling. And then having a max is making sure that you're staying consistent and not like burning yourself out. Because we tend to mm -hmm. either, it, like I said, we're all or nothing. So this is a beautiful tactic that is just an unbelievable strategy. And there's a story, a really cool story that Greg McEwen shares in his book about this that Sheldon has could we share it with you, Tamara? Is it like, yeah, I don't know a time frame. Okay. Share Sheldon. <laughs> Sheldon shared this story. We did a presentation about this the other day and he's, he's got it down. So, 
Sure, man. <laughs> uh, on the spot. Okay. So it's another true story about reaching the, the South Pole, like a race. I, I can't remember what, you know, how many decades ago, but it was a race to be the first to reach the South Pole. And a couple teams set out at the exact same time. And long story short, this works really well because one is basically the same weather conditions because they were doing it roughly at the same time. And they were mm. pretty bad. And the result is that that one team was the first to get there and make it back. And the other team actually died and, and never came back. Right. But there's Holy journals God. of both to compare it. And long story short, the team that made it there back did it in relative ease, which is kind of weird to say, realizing the other team actually died. And, and up to journal that point, entries, up no, to that one, point, had no one had ever it, right? done it. Right. <laughs> but they set an upper and lower limit of how many miles they could go in a day. And regardless of the weather, it's like lower. I think the lower was 10 miles and the upper was like 25 or I can't remember the exact range. And mm-hmm. they were, one of the things that they were doing, like they were close to their goal. I think they were like 32 miles away from their destination. And it was a nice, beautiful, sunny day. And yet when they hit their limit, they stopped. And they made it, made it back. And the whole point of the story it, it, these journal entries, I mean, sadly enough, these journal entries of, you know, when, when they were found, their bodies and things like that are just like the, the mentality is so different. You know what I mean? It was like they would on good days, they would push to the point of exhaustion. And on bad days, they would just like hunker down in misery and, and go nowhere. Right. And that's why the upper and lower limit is like no matter how bad it is, you have your lower limit. Right. It's just like just enough to, to, to keep the habit going. And you, and you need to feel success with that. And an upper limit's important because the biggest enemy to consistency in a project or, or a goal is not having an upper limit. Like it's never enough. I, I never exercise enough. I never go to the gym enough. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it leaves you like, there's no goal. There's no finish line. Right. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I don't know if you've read gap in the game, right? It leaves you in the gap. Yeah. It's like, it's this horizon line that you never can get to, right? So this is really powerful. It reframes your, your habit or your action step to something that's like, okay, when, when today's crappy, I'm going to do stretches for five minutes while I'm watching my movie <laughs> yeah. at night. I, I like <laughs> you know that I mean? goal. <laughs> like literally, that's one of my lower limits is like when, when today's just one of those days I didn't get to anything. I, I, I can lay down on the floor and do some yoga for five minutes at night. Do you know what I mean? That's my lower limit. And you need to be able to like feel good about that. And then there's upper limits when it's like, you got to have like a goal. You got to have when enough is enough. Cause I think too many of us, it's like, it's never enough. Right. Yeah. There's a, there's a I great quote that. from, I think it's John Acuff who talks about that. He says like, what does done look like? Right. He asked that question. What does done look like? And I think you having what done looks like every day is vital. Um, and that can be your max. It can be your upper or your lower limit, right? Maybe today done was my lower limit. Maybe tomorrow, my yeah. upper limits might done, right? And I think it just gives you that freedom to realize, hey, it's not about getting there tomorrow. It's about progress each day. And just like those guys, they stopped, what was 20 miles from the finish line because they had met their upper limit for the day. And they didn't get there for another two days because that's how many miles they were willing to go per day. And he wrote in his journal at the end, he, they, they found in his journal, he said, 
we did it with relative ease, right? And that I think that's a funny, a funny way to look at it. And as we've talked to people on our show and interviewed some some really successful people, um, one of them's Jake Parker. He's a, he's like a pr- professional illustrator and just a super cool guy. One of my favorite lines from our episode with him was, "He's one of the best times in my career was when I was in this like great flow." And he's like, "And honestly, the workflow was more like a yawn, right?" So it's like. It wasn't like he was pushing super hard to do all this stuff. He was accomplishing a lot by being consistent in his daily routine. And from the book, Atomic Habits, James Clear has a couple of lines in here that I really liked. He says, decide the type of person you want to be and prove it to yourself with small wins. And I think that's the key with, with this course is what we're trying to help people do is decide who you want to be and prove it to yourself with small daily wins. And when you miss a day, it's okay. You don't stop. You don't stop. You don't quit the goal. That's normally what we do. But the goal is to find a a lower limit and continue. So. Oh, I love that. That is so cool. I'm so glad that you, you dove in and taught me all about that upper and lower limits. I'm sitting here thinking, okay, Tamara, now I'm going to set all my goals with the upper and the lower limits. (laughs) I had a a friend who was a a, a coach, a fitness coach, and and people would ask him, "What is the best exercise routine?" And he'd be like, "Whatever it is that you'll actually do." Do you know what I mean? Because <laughs> it's kind of like the the habit of you got to do something that you know, even when you don't necessarily feel like it, you like it enough and enjoy it enough, like you'll do it. Like that's what's best. Because I think we have to do this Herculean effort, right? But anything that we really do consistency daily, even if it's not doesn't feel like a lot in the moment. Like that has a way bigger impact in the long term than being a weekend warrior <laughs> and yeah. hurting yourself. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was just thinking as you guys were talking about this this whole principle, the 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 idea that popped into my mind was it's the tortoise and the hare. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Right? I was gonna say that. <laughs> it's totally the tortoise and the hare. I mean, I don't know how long that story's been around, but that's that's what this principle is. It's the tortoise and the hare. And and it's just consistent progress yeah and uh so maybe you know your buddies are all at the gym and they're just taking off like a hare and you're the tortoise and that's okay as long as you just keep going because yeah consistent effort is what helps us establish the habit in the long run yeah so before we go let's talk a little bit um i know jeff you had a quote that you wanted to share and then Sheldon, you had a Bible verse that you wanted to share. So let's let's <laughs> yes. tack those on before we wrap this up. Yes. Well, so um, this this quote actually comes from Dieter F. Uchtdorf, who is a leader in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And he, he in one of his talks, he's, he, he's talking about daily restoration. He says, as our days go, so go our lives. And he, he references an author. He says, one author put it this way. A day is like a whole life. You start out doing one thing, but end up doing something else. Plan to run an errand, but never get there. And at the end of your life, your whole existence has that same haphazard quality too. Your whole life has the same shape as a single day. That was from Michael Crichton, right? He wrote Jurassic Park. (laughs) But Mm -hmm. he says, do you want to change the shape of your life? Change the shape of your day. Do you want to change your day? Change this hour. Change what you think, feel, and do at this very moment. And I I feel like that, that really sums up the concept that we're trying to get to is, is when you change the shape of 
for 10 minutes, it can change the shape of your hour. When you change the shape of an hour, it can change the shape of your day. And, and, and a day can shape a month and, and so on, right? And, and it's like you just said, I th- we never make progress in giant lumps, right? It's almost always little by little. And to the outside, it looks like giant lumps. Like I remember, <laughs> I remember when, when things started to come together for me, right? I saw, you know, my, after my wife's <laughs> challenges for two years, I saw a 20, 20 pound drop in my weight. I was much more fit, you know, <laughs> exercising more regularly, eating healthier foods. And to the outside world, it looked like I just dropped 20 pounds. Like I had people be like, what'd you do? And I was like, well, mm-hmm. two years ago, I stopped eating sugar, started running re- regularly. I started, you know, <laughs> like I could list off things to them. It looked like this miracle of transformation. Mm-hmm. Right. I also saw like a five times jump in my income. It's like, what, well, what was that? Well, it was little tiny things, building businesses here and there, having opportunities and taking them at the chances they came. And then it, it's just one of those things where to the outside world, it can look like these, this giant transformation because they don't know what's, what's really going on in your life. And I think your, your, your podcast is a perfect example of that. All these hard times that people are going through, everyone's going through them. And it's a, it's a matter of, of making that consistent progress during those times so that when the good times come, <laughs> you're ready to receive all the blessings, right? Anyway, so that was that was one of those quotes that we really liked and wanted to share. <laughs> Thank you. I love that. And and you're right. It I love the idea of just starting and change this moment. Decide today, I'm gonna change. I'm gonna improve. All right, Sheldon, hit us with your Bible verse yeah, that kind of goes along with all this. Yeah, I'm pretty sure most people would be familiar with this. It's in James chapter 3, verse 4, and it says, uh, Behold also the ships, which though they be so great and are driven of fierce winds, yet they are turned about with a very small helm. Mm-hmm. Right? Just this idea that a small rudder can steer a large ship, like small bricks build a mansion. And, you know, a little seed giant sequoias right mm-hmm. it's like the the minutes and, and hours well spent are the building blocks of a good life right mm-hmm. so uh, we we want big changes in our lives but it really is like the little things like those little small changes do end up being the big things so oh that's great oh. I, I had a little small thing that i did the other day i i found that i had over the holidays when I was sick, I downloaded a game on my phone. <laughs> I, I love that I'm totally confessing this to you guys. <laughs> but, um, love games. <laughs> and it was fun, but it was one of those that like it could just suck up all your time. Mm-hmm. And because I wanted to keep going to the next level, the next level. Oh, well, I'm going to stop after the next level. But then I'm like, oh, but I want to do that. I want to go to the next level. And finally, as I came to this week and I was praying, I'm like, I have got to get back. You know, I've got to get my game on. I've got to keep moving. And I realized I kind of stepped back and said, you need to delete that app. (laughs) (laughs) I was actually Uh, praying about it. And that was the thought that came. You need to delete that app. It's sucking too much of your time. And so sometimes it's just those small little decisions. And I did. I deleted the app, guys. I'm so proud of myself. Wow, willpower. That's awesome. (laughs) um, But I did. I deleted the app. And I'm like, okay, that was just sucking too much of my time. And I have way more important things that I need to do. And, and I'm not saying that you can't reward yourself by playing a game. I still have other games on my phone, <laughs> but they don't sack up as much as my, uh, my time. 
So sometimes it's just doing something like that. If you have something that's you want more time in your life and you have an app on your phone that's sucking up a lot of your time, delete it. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. There's one way to get out of it. Just <laughs> separate yourself. I know. So a little painful, but it's okay. I survived. You just um, talked about one little note here is you talked about the psychology of games, right? And why we get sucked into them. And in, I can't remember which book it is, but that he references um, someone who is their plan to develop new, new skills in their life. And he's, he wants to be able to play the banjo, I believe anyway. And so he, he created this little, but he was like a lifetime gamer and just, you know, he spends almost all of his time playing video games, but he decided he was going to start creating in his real life what existed in video games so that he would like enjoy learning new skills and doing things like that. So he gave himself different levels where he's like, Hey, okay. Banjo level one is like learning to play this song. Level two is, is like going and playing for friends and family. Level three is going this. And he says in the boss level, because <laughs> in lots of video games, there's a boss level. Boss level is I go play. Oh, what's that song called? You know, the, the devil goes down to Georgia. Is that it? Or something like that. <laughs> you know? It's like, yeah. I go play that in an Irish pub, right? Like that was his <laughs> boss level was getting, but it, it kind of gave him these levels of, okay, here's what I want to do. And eventually I'm going to play this boss level where I'm going to play the banjo in an Irish pub, one of the hardest songs, right? And anyway, <laughs> it, it got me thinking about when you were saying I was getting sucked into this game and I haven't really, I'll be I'll confess here that I haven't put into practice the leveling up and boss level so much <laughs> in my own goals, but I think it'd be, it would be, maybe that's what I should do this year is, is practice that skill <laughs> as an amplifier into habit building, <laughs> but. That's awesome. All right, guys. Well, we've talked a whole bunch about habit masters, but you have not told me where I can find it. I know it's super short. It's like you can do it as quick as seven days and then repeat, but tell us where we can find it and how much it costs and all that. So it's called Habit Masters. It's actually on our website currently, ideagym.info. And it's it's a course that you can do in seven days, right? And the main gist of the course, if I were to give you three things that you're going to get from it, number one is we'll help you identify and clarify the, the person you want to become, right? What's the identity shift you're looking to make? Uh, it will help you identify a very clear action step you can take daily to help you get there. And then last and most importantly, it will give you six fundamentals that you can apply to that action step. And it's basically a checklist that you can use not just to, in building that habit, but any habit you want to build in the future and so that you can start using those things regularly and really becoming a master of habit building, right? Uh, mastery is all about knowing of knowing something well enough that you can apply it in multiple areas right um mm -hmm. so you know that these fundamentals of habit building that you probably already use in your own habits mm -hmm. <laughs> right these are things that you've used in your life and you just didn't know it right you haven't you haven't mm -hmm. ever consciously thought i'm going to do this thing and here's how i do it right um but we do believe in the modified version so just remember always there it, your way is better than no way. Right. It's like, mm -hmm. so if the way that you we're explaining it or the way that you've seen other people do it seems too hard for you, then figure out another way to leverage that principle in your life. Um, Cause it will help you build better habits. It's just a matter of figuring out what works for you. And I think Tamara's talked about that with like, what's normal for you. Okay. Well, what's the modified version for you, right? What's the modified yeah. version of this? I'm not very organized. So doing like an hour of, prepping every day isn't really in my plan, but maybe I can do 
okay, I'll pick three things I can do today <laughs> on my checklist, right? One example that could work. Um, so find it on our website, ideagym.info. Uh, cost right now is going to be $98, but that's for two people, right? So you really, you have to do it with a buddy. And so it's two for one always. And for you guys who are on Tamara's podcast or listening to Tamara's podcast, we're going to do a half price. <laughs> Ooh, I'm in. Okay. <laughs> <Right> on. <laughs> Perfect. Well, Tamara, we'll have to let you go through it because we need your feedback. So yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, that is great. So um, do they have to have a special code to get the half off discount? Yes, we'll give you the code. And you Should can... I put it in the show notes? Yes, you can put it in the show notes, send it to your people, and awesome. uh, we'll just... Guys, you have to jump on this. I know for me, it's always good to learn these, I almost want to call it habit hacks, because it sounds kind of cool. Yeah, you know? I like that. Um, <laughs> so if you want some habit hacks, go to the ideagym.info, check out Habit Masters, sign up, get it half off. So, I mean, holy cow, guys, 25 bucks to learn these habit hacks. You can, yep. you can do that. I promise. <laughs> Cause you got to split it with somebody, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. You're exactly right. Yep. So it's going to be $25. But right? it was somebody. And, and that way you have a built-in accountability partner. And I know that both Jeff Sheldon and I have all used accountability groups. I have a weekly accountability group that I established with a couple of author friends and we talk every Monday morning and it's great, but it's good to have people who are holding you accountable that you say, okay, here, here's my goals for the week. And sometimes guys, the great thing about accountability groups is sometimes you hit it and sometimes you miss it. And so pick somebody who's going to be loving and lenient, but also hold you to it because yeah, you're going to have weeks that you get sick, but mm -hmm you're also going to have weeks that you're going to be celebrating some huge wins. So it's good to have somebody with you along that journey. Um, and maybe you can pray about who you should choose as your accountability <laughs> yeah. partner, because it really does make a difference. And Jeff and Sheldon are actually each other's accountability partners. How great is that? <laughs> yeah, it's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right, guys. Well, this has been super fun. Thank you so much for being willing to share with us about your amazing Habit Masters course and sharing all these amazing habit hacks, especially the upper and lower limit and, and, and how we can get out of our limiting beliefs by building habits that help us get through hard times. So thank you for being with me today. Thank you. It's our pleasure. Thanks so much. <laughs> hey, thanks so much for listening to today's show. If you like what you heard, subscribe so you can get your weekly dose of powerful stories of hope. I know there are many of you out there who are going through a hard time, and I hope you found useful things that you can apply to your own life in today's podcast. If you would like to access the show notes of today's show, please visit my website, storiesofhopepodcast.com. There you will find a summary of today's show, the transcript, and one of my favorite takeaways. You know, if someone kept coming to mind during today's episode, perhaps that means that you should share this episode with them. Maybe there was a story shared or a quote or a scripture verse that they really, really need to hear. So go ahead and share this podcast. May God bless you, especially if you are struggling with hope to carry on and with the strength to keep going when things get tough. Remember to walk with Christ and he will help you bear the burden. And above all else, 
Remember, God loves you.